drunk. Don't you turn your back on me when I'm talking to you. Wait a minute. Where do you think you're going? I don't have to listen to you anymore. You bastard. Son of a bitch. I'm sorry, father. I'm so sorry. Son of a bitch. Hey everybody, welcome back to Uncanny Cinema. Merry Christmas and Jiminy Jillikers, everyone. We are digging into our uh, third crazy Christmas movie. Uh, this has become uh, a tradition of ours. The first year we looked at Elves, uh, the insane film Elves. And uh, last year we watched Dial Code Santa Claus, also known as Deadly Games. And they're both uh, pretty wild and crazy Christmas movies. And so we we had to go for the three-peat um, to try to match that. And and honestly, I, I think it ends here. We will still do something Christmas, and I have something in mind for next year. But I don't know that there's going to be a third or a fourth to match these. Um, there's other bad Christmas movies, I'm sure. But uh, I, I might these just... masterpieces. Yeah, I might change it up because uh, it might just be a disappointment if we try to find another one this time, uh, next time. But yeah, so this time we are looking at Silent Night, Deadly Night 5, The Toy Maker. This is from 1991. This is the fifth entry in the Silent Night, Deadly Night film series. Uh, the reason I picked this one, I had never seen it before, but I saw someone on Twitter, like film Twitter, kind of hyping it up, saying it was like just a wild ride of a movie. And I was like, okay. And I look up the basic premise. I saw it was like killer toys and stuff. And it has nothing to do with the beginning of the Silent Night, Deadly Night series, which we can talk about coming up. The series, like, takes a hard turn at one point and never comes back. But, uh, yeah, so I did this one on a whim, uh, hoping that it lived up to that tweet. I feel it did. Uh, we'll see what our panelists made of it. Uh, so some background information I can throw out there. The director is Martin Kit Rosser, who uh, didn't direct a whole lot of movies, or at least not a whole lot of famous movies, um, but he did have a hand in uh, a number of, like, kind of prominent movies in the 80s, you know, in, in a certain genres, anyway. He worked on the script or story for Friday the 13th Part 3, Part 4, and Part 5, and also Meatballs Part 2. So uh, he did those, and then, uh, <laughs> yes, and Silent Night, Deadly Night Five. He also co-wrote it. Um, he wrote this with uh, Brian Usna, and Brian Usna is uh, like a producer, writer, director. Um, you know, largely a horror writer and director. Uh, and he worked on Reanimator, the original Reanimator. I believe he was a producer on that. Uh, from Beyond, I think he was also a producer. He could have been a writer on some of these as well. I'm not entirely sure. But uh, at least producer on Reanimator and From Beyond. And then he directed Bride of Reanimator. And he directed the uh, very fun, very bizarre, wild film Society, which we looked at on the show. Oh. Um, yeah, maybe last year sometime we looked at Society. Um, 
Also, this director, uh, Martin Kitrosser, went on to work as the script supervisor on every Quentin Tarantino film. So he is active in Hollywood. So that goes up through Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So he uh, he kind of had a little career in the 80s doing kind of schlock. And I'm sure Tarantino ate that all up and then probably <laughs> uh, got along with the guy or whatever. And then he became a script supervisor on these uh, much more high-profile and respected films uh, that Tarantino has released. But yeah, so he's still doing that. Uh, okay, as far as the cast for this one... Not a whole lot of people that are famous outside of one person. I, I don't know if really anyone is is particularly famous. There is a cameo by uh, cameo or small role by Clint Howard, so that's Ron Howard's brother. He has been in like everything since he was the like ice cream five. man himself. <laughs> the ice cream man, yes, he was in Arrested Development. He was in. He's in. He was in Bob Silent Night Deadly Night Four, I believe. Uh what's what's that? I think it was in Silent Night, Dead the Night Four, right? Oh yeah, he yeah he was in yeah. that. Uh, there are a few there are a few actors who are in Four that carry over into this in different roles. I think one person is playing the same character. Weirdly, like anybody gives a shit. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, uh, Clint Howard has been in like I think all of his brother's movies in some role or another. Uh, he was in Apollo thirteen. Um, he's been in a bunch of stuff, but yeah, Ice Cream Man is one of his, uh, starring roles. Uh, Clint Howard is an odd-looking gentleman, so often his roles lean into that. Um, but one of his earliest appearances is in an episode of Star Trek when he was a child. He was, like, probably seven or eight, and he played, like, a megalomaniacal child who's, like, uh, like a god child who can do all this kind of shit. And then they dub his voice with an adult's voice, and it's this, like, weird kind of unsettling thing. Anyway, so Clint Howard shows up in a small role, but the uh, the man of the hour for this particular movie is Mickey Rooney. Woo! Mickey Rooney, uh, or we're woohooing Mickey Rooney. No, okay. no, it's nothing. He's like, I know him from The Simpsons, and that is it. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I actually didn't look him up. I'll do that uh, while you guys are talking. Um, I mean, obviously, he had an extensive film career. Um, you know. He was huge in, like, the 30s into the 40s. He was, like, one of the big... Well, they make the joke on The Simpsons, I think. Like, he was the biggest box office draw from 1939 to 1940. And I think Bart says, wow, spanning two decades. Um, uh, but, no, I mean, like, I mean, there's there's been many jokes made about, like, Mickey Rooney. Because he, uh, he, was, he was huge. And I think he was, like, I think he was married to Judy Garland. Um, when they were both younger, because he was he was a massive star. He was like yeah. America's like, you know, like little brother was kind of his vibe. And then as he got older, I think it was harder for him to get roles. And then, um, but he, you know, he still like was a beloved kind of like celebrity to uh, people of a certain generation. So I can look him up to see uh, what ones pop out uh, for Mickey Rooney. But yeah, uh, so this is one of his uh, later film roles. When, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure he wasn't uh, super enthused about uh, appearing in Silent Night, Deadly Night 5. Uh, but yeah, he has uh, a fairly sizable role as a toy maker. And we can definitely get into uh, everything about uh, him and his character coming up. Um, and yeah, then there's some other stuff I can go into as far as like the production goes. But it can all wait. So I will introduce our cast here. So... We tried to reunite reunite our Christmas crew, but we are down one member, but that's all right. We will 
push forward, um, but we have two of our regulars, the two who are regularly battling it out for supremacy <laughs> in, uh, in, in, yeah. in terms of guest appearances. Uh, so we have uh, rejoining us here, um, a man who certainly loves his horror and particularly loves his bad horror. We have yes. uh, Eric. And particularly loves this series, because now I've seen them all. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. And uh, also join us, another fan of bad movies and horror movies and movies in general, and a fan of trying to get on this podcast as many times as possible to get past <laughs> Eric. We have uh, Jack. Although I will say, before uh, officially introducing her, while she is a fan of bad movies, uh, she doesn't seem to love these Christmas bad movies. There seems to be a running theme every year of her like struggling with uh, these in particular. And we'll see if that continues for year three. <laughs> Greetings, Linton. Also, hey. may I quickly note, I think this is a record for the quickest time that you've gotten the Simpsons reference out of the way. I think it was in the <laughs> first is. one second. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you could beat that in the feature, so well done. Well, I did, I did say, uh, you know, welcome to Uncanny Cinema. I considered just jumping right into Merry Christmas and Jiminy Jilliker, so that would have been even, even quicker. <laughs> you're right, but... you're right. And for anyone so who's listening, yes, for anyone who's listening who, who might be confused by that, um, so it's, uh, I already referenced The Simpsons with the, the spanning two decades there, mm -hmm. but yeah, Jiminy Jilliker is, is from the episode, same episode when, um, Millhouse becomes Fallout Boy, and uh, that's that's Fallout Boy's catchphrase is Jiminy Jillikers, and then they bring in Mickey Rooney at one point to try to like talk <laughs> Millhouse off the ledge, and then uh, he says, "Well, well, thankfully we've got a perfectly good Fallout Boy right here," with a, the setup being like, "Oh, he's talking about Millhouse or Bart or whatever it is," and then it's nope, it's it's old man Mickey Rooney in a little <laughs> Fallout Boy costume going, Jiminy Jellikers, Jiminy Jellikers. Uh, it's, a, it's a very fun part of that episode. And uh, in fact, Eric's name for this show is actually Jiminy Killikers, which uh, is quite excellent Genius. as a so reference. Good. Uh, I am Robo Rooney, uh, which we will get to later. And uh, Jack is Extreme Close-Up Tidy Whities, which That's I'm sure correct. we'll get to later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, welcome uh, everyone here for our uh, look at Silent Night, Deadly Night 5. Uh, as usual, we will dig into our initial thoughts before we uh, go into the film in total. So, uh, here, your first thoughts, what do we make of Silent Night, Deadly Night 5? Well, and it was no elves. We'll say that much. I agree. I agree. Well, elves yeah. is a hard. That, that's a that's a <laughs> that's, bar. That, yeah. That's a bar. It might. Is it a bar or a, a basement? Like it's just that yeah. is. Oof. So it's not that. It was. Um. It's still you know trash, but it's like, <laughs> it's very classic horror, trash. Like it is like right. Ugh. When you think of horror movies, especially from this time period, this is exactly the kind of thing that you're thinking of. I mean, minus all the Christmas themes, because maybe that's not as classic. Um, but it's got it all. It's got campy deaths. It's got way too much blood for the incident that has occurred. Uh, it's got so much banging. Uh, it's, like, totally ridiculous, cheesy, campy. Um, it was fun. It was a fun ride, I guess. There's some wild... 
stuff that happens at the end. Yeah. I mean, there's wild stuff throughout, but and really, how there's, there's like <laughs> towards the end, it just goes. I'm sorry, what? So that's interesting. But up until that point, it's like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, this is a classic eighty slasher. Uh, yeah, I think. Um, is it a great movie? No, no. The best of the series, possibly. Oh um, yeah, you've seen them all. Okay. Yeah, it, there are things I would I give it credit for, especially in terms of its budget. I thought the look of the toys was sure. very good. I thought. I think like half the kill scenes were well done. All yes, of the sex yes. scenes were great. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think <laughs> even um, Mickey Rooney's performance, I think was actually pretty like fun and campy. I don't, I, it didn't seem like he was phoning it in, but I That's th- true. You know, I think I'll compared to the rest of the actors, he did look like a pro. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the acting is, is wooden mostly as you'd expect the dialogue the same but it's not like so bad that it's like why would they even write that line but it it yeah it definitely takes a lot of unpredictable kind of like twists and turns that kind of make it more than just a paint by numbers slasher yes and yes no spoilers we will get to it the bonkers <laughs> ending of course is <laughs> worthy of note so yeah uh-huh all right, so for myself, yeah, uh, first I had, I had promised some uh, Mickey Rooney information here, and uh, to be honest, he was in tons and tons of movies, and I know I've seen some of these, and I'm skimming through some of the titles. Uh, I mean, Captain's Courageous was, like, uh, a fairly big movie of its day. He was in a lot of things as a child actor. I don't know how many of these are, like, seen as, like, classics today compared to just being, like, popular at the time, so... I'm I'm a little out of my depth on it, although uh, we were talking earlier uh, that he was, uh, you said uh, it's a mad, 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 mad world, Jack, right? He yep. appears in that, and that was a big movie of its time, a, a big comedy, uh, so that was when he was somewhat older. Um, but then, obviously, he was in Breakfast at Tiffany's <laughs> in one of the most embarrassing screen roles to ever exist. Yep. If you haven't seen it or know what I'm talking about, go Google it uh, or YouTube it. Mickey Rooney, Breakfast at Tiffany's, and you'll soon find out. But, uh, I mean, he did have a very lengthy career uh, when he was younger. And I was incorrect. Uh, Judy Garland, uh, he wasn't married to her, but they were, like, close friends, and they were in numerous movies together. But he was married eight times, apparently, so just couldn't couldn't make it work. But the first marriage was to Ava Gardner, who was just a notoriously beautiful woman of her era. And, like... So he got with Ava Gardner and then a bunch of other women. I think some of them were likely uh, actresses as well. Uh, All right. But back to uh, his key starring role in in clearly the best work of his career for (laughs) Silent Night, Deadly Night 5. Um, Yeah, for me, uh, Eric just mentioned that he has seen all uh, five of them. Uh, he and his girlfriend uh, have often gone through entire series, even the Children of the Corn series, which yes. is just God. heinous of them to uh, do that to themselves. Yeah. Um, but they, they, he was telling me before that they actually went through the first four, and then they like uh, the stuff they were working through. They had them downloaded it, like messed up, and so he actually hadn't seen five until now. So this was new yeah. to him. I had seen the first one, Silent Night Deadly Night, years and years ago probably in high school or something. And I only watch it because it's like, oh, this is supposed to be like kind of a famous slasher movie. Um, and I had never watched any of the other ones. And then I was going to do this one for the show. 
And then I saw a lot of them were on Shudder recently. After Halloween, they put a lot of the Silent Night, Deadly Night ones on since we're coming into the holiday season. And so I was like, well, what the fuck? I will watch the, I'll watch all of them. And so I will know what this series is. And so here is what I found. Silent Night, Deadly Night. <laughs> the first one is just standard slasher junk, uh, which is what I remembered it to be. It is not anything special. Um, it is just a guy in a Santa costume going around killing people. Um, second mo- movie is also standard slasher junk. Um, it is his younger brother going around killing people. Um, it also repeats like 30 or 40 minutes of the yeah. original movie. Like literally does it in flashbacks because yeah. when uh, when they were going to make it, uh, the like company that they wanted a sequel – and I think they originally wanted to just repackage the original movie, like without any new footage or any new stories, just somehow. And the director's like, I, I refuse to do that. And so they, but a big part of the movie is just you're watching entire sequences that you saw from the first one in like a character's at like a psychiatrist's office or they're having like yeah. flashbacks or whatever. So like the Jaws uh, 2 method, essentially. I don't, I don't remember Jaws 2 well enough, but. I mean, this is a lot. This yeah. is tons yeah. and yes. tons. Yes. So, um, but yeah, so uh, so that one's like, just. but even that being crazy and bad, it's really bad on its own. Um, and that does have one particularly famous bit, which has become famous for, <laughs> for cir- circulating on like YouTube yeah. and memes is garbage day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because there's a, the killer is like the most ludicrous over actor in the world. And there's a part where a yeah. guy's just coming out and like taking his trash can to the curb, and the guy goes "garbage day," and then uh, shoots then shoots him, him in the chest. <laughs> this is two. I will say that uh, yeah. yeah, two is is worthwhile just because how bananas that guy's performance is, and it's like it's just nothing but him, and then flashbacks, and it's just yeah, it's just the most over the top thing, um, and that's what I remember from that movie. Yeah. Uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night 3 uh, is a really boring slasher, and it introduces some kind of psychic element to it. So basically, the original killer from the first movie actually isn't dead, although we had been led to believe he was. But I mean, it's a slasher movie, so that's pretty standard territory. Mm -hmm. But he's been in like a hospital, and they've been operating on his brain. Yeah, he's got got a weird helmet on his head. (laughs) Yeah, he's got a helmet. Um, but then there's a girl who's weirdly psychic, so we're introducing some kind of other, you know, paranormal element to the series that never had it. But most of the movie's just really slow and really boring. Um, the only thing I thought was interesting was it came out in like '89 or '90, and it has uh, two people from Twin Peaks in it. Um, so uh, the uh, Ben Horn, uh, so one of the owners of the Great Northern, is in it in a prominent role. And then the the Leo Johnson, like the the really violent guy in Twin Peaks, they're both in it. And then the main character's name is Laura, and so it's all kind of weird, especially since I'm rewatching Twin Peaks right now. But it's a very boring, boring movie. Silent Night, Deadly Night Four um, is a weirdo Rosemary's Baby slash Lair of the White Worm type movie. Um, where it's like this cult thing and they're trying to like bring forth a god. They completely drop the uh, slasher aspect. They just go hard yeah. right into a different territory. Um, but that, what's that? 
hard right? They go hard right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> hard left, whatever you want. <laughs> I, I don't care. Um, but the thing of it is, it's actually more entertaining than either of the three that came before it. And as I mentioned to Eric earlier, like they just completely disregard the other movies and everything that had been set up. But nothing that had been set up was any good. So, like, right. who gives a shit? You don't really care. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's also no, the that... least Christmassy of all of them, I think. Yes. Christmas, like, yeah, is, I mean, I when I was watching it, I was like, wait a second. Is this movie even, like, tied to Christmas? But they do <laughs> right. address it. They do address it a couple points of, like, it does factor into the plot a little bit. But it's like, you don't even see, like, Christmas trees and lights very often. Like, it's it's very minimal. So it could almost play any time. Um, but it is somewhat more entertaining. Uh, that one was worked on, uh, as directed by Brian Usna, and I think he might have co-written the script as well. Um, and like I said, he's worked on actually good horror movies with Reanimator, From Beyond, Brighter Reanimator, Society. So he's a talented guy, and so he's kind of infusing a little bit more life into the series with both that entry and the one we're looking at here today. Um, that one also has some, like, pretty good practical effects so i was like okay you know so there's some like monster creatures worm you know evil things and stuff um that they did pretty well so uh so if you haven't seen the silent night deadly night series congratulations but that is a quick recap on the first four coming up to it and then this fifth one uh in a nutshell there are uh are killer toys that someone is unleashing upon the public um, certain people of the public, uh, we don't know why, we don't know where the toys are coming from, we, we're kept in the dark for much of the movie on it, um, but so there's no, it's not really a slasher, I mean, it it has elements, but it's it's more bizarre than that, it has, it's not the, you know, the Rosemary's Baby kind of cultish thing of four, and it has no connection to any of them except, as I mentioned, one guy who's used his son, I think, plays the same character in four and five uh, or at least ha- is given the same name so uh so apparently there's some weird carry over there so it's a shared universe well before marvel uh, <laughs> whoa they did yeah. it all right so uh but yeah so i watched all of these uh they're all pretty bad uh four is a little bit more entertaining and then five uh is just quite the bonkers ride especially in the last half hour and uh and i because up to the up to the last half hour is like okay yeah there's some crazy fun stuff in here but i don't know if it's the level like that i thought based on what i was hearing yeah but then they kick it into gear and i was like okay all right you won me over you got me uh, but yes my opening thought on it uh other than that is just uh it is entertain it's probably the most entertaining of all five uh eric you were thinking that it's probably you think it's the best of all which i i don't think is necessarily I, wrong arguably yeah i mean i think yeah the first one's is probably the most like i guess cohesive and coherent as a movie it's not done particularly well but it's like has the makings of what could be kind of good um but this one, yeah, I think like they do more with less. It seems like, and I think mm-hmm. just, I, yeah, I, it it at times feels like it's gonna be like a paint by number slasher, but they never quite like go down that road. So it's at least fun to watch as it unfolds. Do any of the other ones have uh, a child eating eggs with his bare hands? Because. <laughs> 
This one does. No, I don't think so. Great. That's a point in this one's. <laughs> I think this one at least ties in because the first three uh, involve the one storyline of like childhood trauma factoring into Christmas because the, the basis yes. of the first one is the kid witnesses a guy dressed as Santa Claus murdering his mom and it's just always with him and then he goes crazy one day as a in Santa Claus uniform and does the same thing and this one starts the same way like it's a kid traumatized at Christmas and like now instead he's just like horrified by the sight of presence the whole movie and it's like, kind it's of a, like so a weird God, this poor kid idea. this whole movie yeah. no one understanding like it's just like okay so the kid sees his stepdad i guess uh get killed yeah. by a toy very early on in the movie and then stops talking he's so traumatized he will no longer speak and for some reason no one in his life is like okay so maybe we should remove kind of the whole santa thing maybe we should get rid of the toy that literally murdered this man maybe we should like <laughs> kind of just back off they're like no 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 let's go way harder on christmas let's mm -hmm. take the murder toy and put it in his room <laughs> uh let's just make let's take him to see santa all of this makes sense it's just yeah you should, just it's kind of like when you talking... want to cure someone's peanut allergy you expose them little <laughs> by little. you just shove them in a vat of peanuts yeah absolutely <laughs> that's that's the well, tactic they take here i was getting a little lost in the plot at one point and it does the issue i was wondering about does get resolved to the movie's credit and cleared up for me but uh, but initially, I wasn't totally sure, and so I was reading the Wikipedia synopsis to see if I missed anything, and I did certainly miss one thing, and it was that the the kid's dad is killed, and then the rest of the movie takes place two weeks later. Mm -hmm. Yeah, according to the I Wikipedia, did and, that. Yep. Yeah. I didn't it catch it. that. It says big two well, weeks I, later. I, I, I was probably writing a note or something. I didn't catch it, yeah. and I think my assumption was probably like, oh, this is next Christmas. Like the kid yeah. is like still traumatized like by next Christmas, <laughs> but that to later. well, but to me that makes more sense based on the plot that we see unfold and the way the mother approaches him and everything. But literally two weeks ago, like she doesn't seem broken up about yeah, her husband. Nobody's in mourning. Nope. No characters nothing. are like stopping by and like bringing pies and shit. Nope. They aren't planning any like. There's nothing with the will. So I thought like, oh, this was like a year ago, and the kid's still suffering. It's like no. <laughs> Mom's just doing a okay. It's like, yep, we just got it. We got to get a uh, little junior here just talking again. Everything's peachy. Yeah, because she mentions how like it's oh the therapist said that yeah it's normal for him to stop talking after a traumatic <laughs> uh -huh. event, but it's like still and it's like well it's been two weeks. How long do you think he's gonna <laughs> it should be fine? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, and I'll throw this out too, uh, and it, you know we're gonna obviously talk spoilers as we always do, but. It's just that point I'm making is even more emphasized because later the mom's just down to hook up with her ex at a moment's yep. notice yep. after losing her husband horrifically yep. in yeah. some bizarre murder or whatever yep. she thinks it is. I don't even yeah. know if she thinks it's an accident. Well, I guess he, she, she yeah. doesn't talk about it. She never brings it yeah. up. So we don't know what she thinks happened. Yeah. The movie no resolves idea. it well because you're like, oh, she's just a shit mom. Okay. <laughs> well the the father so you know the early scene is the father gets attacked by some kind of mechanical toy that seemingly has like sentience or is like a you know, robotic sentience or something it's a round santa ball and yeah. his head pops out and it starts singing a little christmas carol and then the head turns around and it's got an angry santa face on it with yeah. lots of teeth and it starts playing dun 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 <laughs> then it kills you 
Yes. Well, it, it starts to kill him, strangling him and stuff, but then what actually kills him is he falls on a fireplace poker. Oh, yes. And somehow so lands so completely so upright so for him to fall. Like, it was yes. so insane. And my note on that moment was, now that's what I call a poker face. Oh, my so, God. You've had I worse jokes you on this show. Podcast. You've had worse jokes. <laughs> It was ridiculous. It was like, I mean, it's a great starter. It really sets you up for what the rest of this movie is. Because the toy is, it's like not clear how the toy is killing him. It's got long spindly noodle arms that Yeah, it looks out. like rubber that are kind of strangling him, but yeah. then he seems to be able, yeah, he's not quite he is, dying from it. <laughs> the actor is working so hard to make it look yeah. like it's it's uh, hurting and he's struggling against it. Yeah. Uh, but my favorite part of that scene is the slow-mo. That really brought it home oh. for me. They spend most of his struggle scene in slow-mo, which I can only assume is because they're like, maybe maybe this will make it look more realistic. It doesn't look maybe too good when believable. it's just him. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, they keep cutting back to the poor kid. What's his name? Derek? I keep wanting yeah. to call him Kevin because child and Christmas and <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no, Derek, they keep cutting back to Derek watching all this happen on the stairs, doing absolutely nothing, which is fine. He's a kid, uh, but they keep showing he's making this exact same face over and over yeah. again. And he's, he's, he's still got like baby teeth and they are coming in real weird. And he's got this weird <laughs> shocked look on his face. It's like it the is... elves face from elves that's yes, it <laughs> is. got that look it really is and he's just like ah, and it just keeps showing it over and over and i'm like i do not need to see this i get that you have to make a cut to make this terrible death scene work but please stop showing me the same scene and all of this comes after like our first 30 seconds which before the dad is killed oh we right get to wa- we get to watch his son watching he and the mom bone uh, yeah. for a while yep. too for a while yeah it's too yeah. much, I would say, and that yeah. continues on. That is a theme for this movie. <laughs> it is too much. Make some cuts, both for all scenes, uh, but definitely the banging scenes because oh my god! Look, you got to uh, give the people what they want, Jack. That's yeah. what we're here for. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh wait, wrote one last note uh, that I wrote down about this opening scene. So. The kid is like, oh, God, oh, God, they're banging. I'm going to go downstairs. And so he walks downstairs for some reason, opens the door, right? Like, yeah, it wasn't a knock. He, yeah. He just, he just opens, opens the front the door, door and there's a present sitting there. He pulls it in. <laughs> the dad figure comes down and starts yelling at him. And he says, how many times do I have to tell you not to open the front door by yourself? Which is a weird thing to need to discipline your child about. <laughs> but he says this while holding the child in the air a la Simba. Like, he's just holding him way, way up in the air and just shaking. And I'm like, what? Why? Why is this a big deal? It was so weird. I'm glad he died. He sucked. (laughs) Well, so... Although uh, he was right to admonish him for opening random packages on the porch. That wasn't what he admonished him for. He admonished (laughs) him for opening the door. I think he also mentioned that, but yeah, it was mainly the... (laughs) Mainly interrupting the sex, I think it was. That's probably the real problem, yeah. (laughs) Um, And so shortly thereafter, so after the father dies, uh, like I said, the the mom seemingly does not care. 
um, and there's no sign of mourning. And I don't just mean with her, but I just mean there's no sign of that like in the home or with nope. friends or relatives, nothing, yeah. which is why I thought it was like a year later. Um, but so then shortly thereafter, they go to a toy store, which is owned by Mickey Rooney, and they get there. And they start calling him Mr. Pedo. And Pedo. I'm like, Mr. What now? <laughs> yep, and, I know. Uh, and because I know it's it, supposed it's, to be Geppetto. It's, but... it's, it's P-E-T-T-O, and his name is Joe Pedo. Uh, because it's Do like, get oh, it, he's, guys? A, he's a Do toy maker. And then uh, his, one of his son, his son is, uh, what is it? Uh, Pino. Pinos, which is supposed to be off of, like, Pinocchio. Um, you know, real obvious. Pino. But... Yeah, because Mr. They just say out no con. The first time is it's mentioned with no context, so we you aren't don't... at the we aren't at the yeah. toy store no. yet. We haven't met him yet, and nope. so it's just like, oh, we're gonna go see Mr. Pedo, and it's like that sounds really like P E D O, which in yes. America means <laughs> yep. pedophile. Yeah. Um, and so it's a bizarre choice, and then we get there, and it's an old Mickey Rooney who's weird <laughs> running a toy store, which is like. Maybe the name is on purpose. I don't know. <laughs> right? It's, it's really like first thing she says, Give my child a toy, Mr. Pedo. And then here comes <laughs> Mercurius, like, oh, Jesus. Uh, oh, they were just so proud of their pun. They're like, Joe they Pedo. They were. Oh, my God. We're yeah. geniuses. And they're like, Maybe it wasn't. Out. Maybe back then, Pedo wasn't abbreviated that way as often. I don't know. But. That's possible. Yeah. Seems Let's like not Google oversight. search it just in case. <laughs> <laughs> History of pedos. <laughs> oh, we did skip over. Uh, the Derek is watching. Um, Derek is watching cartoons, and his mom brings him out a plate of like eggs, and that's where he just for some reason goes to town. Just grabs the fried eggs with his hands and starts shoving them in his mouth, and she yells at him and smacks him. And it's oh, like, yeah. what? this child is traumatized. Why are you doing this? What's wrong with you? It was just. A very bizarre scene that never comes back up, and it's so... Why is this in there, other than to make us hate this mom? All right, so, uh, yeah, we were addressing... I I feel like, unlike Elves, which we went kind of, like, scene by scene, uh, just because of how insane that movie is, I don't know if this movie is, as Jack said, is to the same level, Um, but is there... Do we want to talk about certain characters or certain, like, we go dialogue or scenes or whatever? Uh, we could continue to go scene by scene, but I don't know that I remember it well enough. Like, we're... Because, like, not every scene is, like, a crazy winner. There's some great stuff at the end, um, and there's some good (laughs) stuff here (laughs) and there. Um, there is some great uh, stuff at the end. Great as far as what we want, yes. (laughs) Um, but yeah, Uh, I don't think, like, every scene deserves the, like, breakdown. Uh, like, elves, elves keeps it going. (laughs) Scene to see. (laughs) (laughs) All right, yeah, let's go characters. So we, we meet Pedo. Good old Pedo. Did you guys notice that Mickey Rooney's face is a perfect circle? Like, I mean, it yeah. is, like, just exact. <laughs> and I couldn't stop thinking about it every time he was on screen. Like someone wrapped skin around a bowling ball or something. Yes! Yes! That's what it looks like. <laughs> it's so weird. And they do a lot of very close-ups of his face. Um, they do. <laughs> it's, oof. Uh, so he's Joe Petto, and his son is named Pino, and... They fight immediately. Uh, Pino is a teenager, and uh, Mr. Petto is very angry at him for being a teenager for some reason. And you know he is a bad 
character because he wears a leather jacket and then that is how like you like a, a kerchief i think <laughs> yes yeah. and a kerchief yes absolutely and you're like ah that is he is a naughty boy that you know <laughs> uh there's the creeper whose name we don't find out for the vast majority of the movie he's just stalking this family yeah uh and that's weird he's a he looks vaguely like bender in the breakfast club um, yeah, yeah. But the whole movie, he's just following them around. He follows them to the sto- toy store. Uh, he's like driving around their house and staring in the windows. And he's a he's a mall Santa. We find out, uh, and a very bad one also. Which that find- that's a running theme for our Christmas movies. <laughs> oh, you're right. We always that have a mall Santa in them. That's true. Oh, it's I actually so thought weird. that um, the the creeper guy looked like Kyle Reese from Terminator. That's the vibe I got. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. I could see that. Then, I think Michael Bean is actually in this movie. Um, but yeah, the, I, those were the two costumes that stood out to me, was like Pino and which is like, yeah, like greaser-like look. Yes, yes. And then <laughs> Kyle fop, Reese, who's like, greaser. yeah, walking around, like trying to warn <laughs> this woman. Like, the, I just called him Creeper for most of my notes until we found out he was Santa. Then I called him Creeper Santa. His whole deal is very weird. Should we just say who he yeah, ends up yeah, being? Yeah, let's just... Let's just yeah. He ends up being uh, the ex-lover of the mom and uh, Derek's real father. Uh, and he was in the service for a while um, and just comes back and decides to stalk this family, yeah. which is but very he, weird. But, and then he was he's saying how like, he didn't know she was pregnant or something. Like, she right? never told him. And then... So he was never given a chance to be in the kid's life and he wanted yeah. to be. And so he's, he real mad about I guess, it. painted as a good character. Which, again, on, it makes the mom look even worse. It's just like... <laughs> well and there's a real sudden turn in the movie too when uh so he's been like stalking them and he's doing stuff with toys and we don't really know what his deal is and then he's Mm -hmm. like in this creepy parking garage with the mom and it's like he's like going after her and then she recognizes him and then they uh you know sex well they sexily kiss yeah she runs away from him she runs like crazy away from him and then he catches her and grabs her and then turns around and then they start making out yeah. and it's like what oh and she and to be yeah. clear she's totally into it so it's yeah. it's this moment where it's like wait a second what what is happening <laughs> what did i miss like a whole 20 minutes somewhere so yeah. weird cuz they is this they like hold the USA edit for the whole movie you're getting nothing from this like character about who who he is what his motivations yep. are anything like they don't really even like really give you any kind of like building breadcrumbs it's just kind of like 45 50 minutes in and that happens and you're like yeah. okay well this hat i knew he was something because he's been here the whole time but like what the fuck is going on now yep. here's yep. what really confused me about him and this is the reason that i started looking up on wikipedia to try to figure shit out so there's this the thing with the mom which like one of my notes was like, wait, they're together? What is this? And it is explained, you know, I mean, shortly thereafter of like what their connection is. It's not but explained I was re- well, but it is explained. Yeah. But I was really thrown off because up to this point, I thought he was the killer. I thought he oh. was sending out killer toys because he goes to Mr. Petto's toy shop and there's like an argument with, uh, you know, Joe and his son and then he's there, uh, this other guy, what's his name? Uh, you know, Real Dad. Noah? What the fuck? Noah. Yeah, Noah. So mm-hmm. Noah's there, the real dad, and he, like, buys some toys, 
And we've also seen toys like given out to people and like attacking them at, at different points and, and, you know, killing the father and stuff. And then we see in like a, a, a room he's renting that he has like toys out there and he's like tinkering with shit. Also, Mr. Pedo says like, oh, you've been buying a lot for us so you, from us lately. Are you playing Santa? And he's like something like that. And it's mm-hmm. all like fucking mysterious. And then later he's going to get thrown out of whatever he's renting and the landlord's there and he's trying to get him to delay uh, till like the next day. And he's like, well, look, after the landlord's like, won't, he's going to throw him out. And he keeps going yeah. back and forth. And then he's like, well, if you let me stay another day, I'll, uh, I'll give you a real great toy for your kid. And the landlord's like, oh, okay. And so he gives him this thing. And then he says, like, it'll be to die for. Yeah, he and sure so, does. And so that really hammers home to me yeah. that this guy's the fucking killer. And I don't know why he's doing it, but that he's, like, releasing these killer toys. And then there, that toy is taken by the landlord. That toy does fucking kill him. Yeah. Uh, in a scene where this, like, little, like, I don't know, toy... Uh, caterpillar. caterpillar the lar- Larry thing. the Larva is the Larry name of the, the Larry the Larva. Larva. Like Ends up going with, like, through his mouth and yeah. popping out through his eyeballs. Yeah. It was um, sweet. That was This cool. kill scene is good. The first yeah. one sucked, yeah. but this one's good. So. This one and, good. Uh, and, the, uh, and then he crashes his car and it blows up with a fireball. <laughs> For in, no reason. In, in perfect Big 80s, explosion. 90s fashion. Yeah. I was so happy open, when I saw that. Rolls off the road now. He's in an open field. Yes. Shot. Just the biggest explosion you've ever seen on the car. But my point, my grander, my grander point on that though is like, so I'm sitting there under the belief that like, oh, this guy's the killer, and he's taking toys from Mister Petto's shop, and he's like doing shit with them for whatever reason, and he's like killing people. But then later we find out like, no, I won't spoil what it is, but we find out like, no, that's not where the killer toys are coming from. He boat, he is disassembling them and trying to figure out how they operate, and he can't. And he also knows information from the past that's like, oh, yeah, this, like, killer toy thing is happening, and I I know about it. All right, so he knew about it, but yet then he still gives a killer toy to the landlord. And granted, the landlord was being kind of a dick, but not a, like, I'm going to murder you with a killer toy dick. And also, the landlord could have given that toy to a kid. Yeah, and then but the landlord did end up giving him what he wanted in that, like negotiation they were having yeah then really no reason to kill him well here's Um, the thing i always thought he was a red herring um because of where that uh larry the larva specifically came from like the movie mm. essentially is telling you right at the beginning who the who the bad person is and where that's coming from like it's never shy about it um which i'll go ahead and say it's basically when uh the mom and derek are at the pedo shop uh sorry pedo shop um they are trying to find toys because the mom's like man we really gotta snap him out of this trauma maybe toys will help and pino goes into the back room very obviously and comes back out later and he's like i want you to have this yeah and hands him larry the larva and it's like okay all right so obviously the leather clad boy has some issues and is and it's in a similar vein somehow to the other one so that was never to me that um it was never signaled to me that noah was the one doing it because all the toys he had disassembled were like normal toys 
none of the weird toys. Yeah. Well, I, I my thing like again, I'm we're operating with a movie that I know is not going to be particularly good. So I know that the writing isn't going to be like there. So I know that the part you're talking about, Jack, mm-hmm. but also like Pino could be a red herring and they could be making you think that he's creepy and weird just because yeah. he's a creepy and weird guy. For me, I, I wasn't decided on it, but it was the mm. fact that there was this like Noah being this like mysterious character we know nothing about. The fact that he buys these toys and they comment on like, you've been coming in a lot. And then he's all mysterious about why he's coming in. Mm-hmm. Then he's disassembling toys and we don't know what he's doing. Like he could be rebuilding them into fucking monsters and then when he says the line about, you know, like, whatever I said, it was like, uh, it's killing, what did I say? I deleted it already. It's to die for. It's to die for. So, like, you know, mm-hmm. that's like, so for. for me, it was like the movie was, le- I, I get what you're saying that it's like a, a red herring, but I guess watching a bad movie, I'm not expecting them to operate with good writing rules. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh, no, uh, it's this is probably the killer and they just fucked up the pino scene or so you know um but yes it does come uh, the the ultimate source of the killer toys is uh is mr pedo's shop and we can get to that in a bit yeah yep yep uh is anybody else oh uh the babysitter and her boyfriend mm-hmm. yes there are other characters the neighbor <laughs> child <laughs> the neighbor child yeah so, well, the, so the, yeah the other the other toy On the neighbor. you know uh, attempts at murder yeah because one is just so the uh the neighbor kid who's just he's in it a, a little bit he's the friend of the main boy um but he uh, the main kid throws a present out the window or in the trash right because he doesn't yeah. hates presents obviously and then the neighbor finds it and opens it well, i think he also case, thinks they're rates. gonna hurt him i think yeah. he... well, it was another it yeah, was specifically so another one left on the front porch Yes, yeah, so yeah, he's like, he's like fuck, <gasps> yeah, fuck this. He <laughs> go on the trash, and the neighbor kid picks it up. It's a pair of rollerblades, which as he's rollerblading, he, after he has a weird uh, run in with the, uh, the boyfriend of the babysitter, who they just they're just hanging out outside, a little kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then yeah, his 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 skates go haywire. It's like the sparks flying, and they're like rockets now. He can't control, it. and then like you know the scene um, eventually ends with him kind of getting hit by a car but it doesn't look too it's terrible not, like he just kind of rolls on top of it but then it cuts to him in the hospital and that kid is fucked up um, yeah. he's got like a body cast <laughs> yeah, his whole he, face he is, is covered in whole bandages face is just purple like it's like man so i i don't think he dies i think they maybe say he's in a coma or something but yeah. he, he, he definitely gets messed up um i think because like his roller skates finally stop when the kid destroys the santa toy like it's in his room and he he like destroys it. No, I thought it was just because he crashed. I I, yeah, I think it's just that he crashed. Oh, really? I, I don't think it's yeah, any connection. Oh, uh, okay. That would yeah. have been interesting. Because <laughs> then I thought, are they toys level. connected somehow? But then, yeah, I guess, <sighs> yeah, maybe. Um, but you did skip over uh, some choice dialogue when that kid <laughs> comes across the uh, the babysitter and her boyfriend, <laughs> who are just like hanging out outside on the sidewalk in the dead of winter. And just like uh, you know, like <laughs> eventually start making out out there. Yeah. Um, but so the kid comes by and uh, he's like fucking with them, or he like cuts through them, and he's being like a very '90s era, you know, like yeah. movie kid of like, yeah, you know, like that kind of shit. I've got um, my hat on backwards, and none of my patterns match. <laughs> yeah. Suck Let me go authority. catch a pop tart as it comes out of the toaster. <laughs> 
um, and so uh, the the boyfriend though is also like very '80s slasher boyfriend, just like total you know awful dude. Um, and he says, "I eat kids like you for breakfast. It's why my shit smells so bad." And then the kid, to his credit, says what everyone in the audience is thinking. What an asshole. And then the girlfriend is just kind of like, oh, you. And it apparently revs her engine because she starts oh, yeah. making out with them immediately after the guy says the dumbest thing possible and yep. then gets shown up by a 12-year-old. Yep. I, I, I We watched that scene. I turned to Shannon and I was like, if I just talk to a random like 10-year-old like that, would you be turned on? And she's like, no. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, it was she, almost. Yeah, that girlfriend was like, "Oh my god, it's so hot the way you just like it's so try gross. to bully that kid." It's terrible. I mean, it was it was nearly the the scene from Happy Gilmore of like, "I eat pieces of shit like you for yes. breakfast." You eat pieces of shit for breakfast? <laughs> no, no. Uh, it was almost good, <laughs> but it just wasn't. Any other characters that matter at all? I don't. There's. I, I mean, we, we do need to talk about Mr. Petto uh, at, at length, but uh, who are I you think, saying? Well, you talk about the uh, the other kill, the final kill scene, I guess, with the the babysitter. Yeah, I, I mean, one. there's yeah. that. That's spoiler. Oh wait, no, she doesn't die. But spoiler, the boyfriend. Wait, the, di- oh, the babysitter doesn't die. She got pretty fucked up. I know. Yeah, but, but she comes out happened? running out of the house later, covered oh, in blood. That's okay. the reason like, they knew to dead. go after. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She got um, shot point blank in the chest, and by like, a by, toy. By, yeah, by a toy. Did you see? Did you see how much blood? No, but the blood see, splattered. It wasn't like it was a BB. Like it was pretty big. It looked like it. Where that whole scene? Okay, so she and the boyfriend are getting it on. On we we actually. We actually cut back and forth. There's two sex scenes at God, once. This is, this is two some, for the price of one. This is some George Lucas level stuff where we got action going on in different spaces. Everybody's everybody's getting it on, uh, and it's but it's on Derek's bed. It's on her charge's bed, and yeah. I'm so angry about it. It's her so charge, weird. her charge, charge. Yeah. Her yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah, she has a sacred duty to this child. <laughs> And she soils it. Young uh, Master Derek's bed <laughs> itself. <laughs> yeah, well, they're going to town on the bed. They're ruining the bed's innocence. Uh, and then all these toys come in. Uh, actually, it's uh, Pedo comes in and like dumps a whole bunch of toys on the floor and like, and then like runs away. Um, he's dressed in a Santa costume because we got to sure keep is. that thread going. Yep, and mm-hmm. he's got a big old Santa sack. Um, and they start. <laughs> are we gonna talk? All right, we'll talk about this whole scene. The toys are slowly advancing on them. God, this oh, scene yeah, is something else. <laughs> so this, one, yeah. <laughs> one of the toys. They show up pretty early on in the scene, just to um, get you worried. Uh, rightfully so, as it turns out. One of the toys is a severed arm, and it's just, somehow that's a toy. Uh, And it's like, starts crawling up the bed, 
uh, as they are. It's, it's kind of like it's like I mean it's not a Halloween decoration, but it's kind no. of that yeah. idea. It it's looks like yeah. robotic, yeah, it looks like, like it moves like, to be creepy. Yeah. Chopped off yeah. arms, yeah. Yeah, uh, and while they are uh, enjoying each other's company on the bed, uh, the <laughs> hand starts crawling up the guy's backside, yeah. uh, crawling up his leg, and. <laughs> It starts like massaging his buttock, just one singular buttock. And they cut I, it's, to... it's kind of going to the asshole, to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it starts the there a little okay. bit, but then it's yeah. just on his buttock for the yeah. whole rest of the scene. And it's like his reaction would make way more sense because they cut to his face, and he is like, "Ooh!" Like he's yeah. he stops kissing her to just make noises about how much he's enjoying the hand on his butt. And it would make so much more sense if the butt or if the hand were going up some places. I, it's yeah. not. It's just gently I, massaging uh, his shapely it, buttock. It, well, it moved, well, my memory of it, and I know you watched it several times, Jack. So, I mean, Absolutely. you, you, you would be the authority it, on slow-mo. this. Slow-mo, yeah. But my memory of it was, no, it was more in the center. It's not going in, but it's, like, kind of yeah. touching the area. And that's when he's saying, like, oh, you never touched me there. And then it it's, moves. To just a cheek, and then he's like, kind of like, oh no, like, go back or something like that. He's having the same reaction while it's on his cheek, and they okay. keep showing the front uh... face, and then it starts crawling up more, off to the side more, and that's when he starts saying, I remember, I laughed so hard because it was so bizarre that it would just be like, he is so into his butt cheek just being grabbed a bit. They just shot it badly is all. Yeah. It would have been a pretty good joke if they had committed to the bit. But I feel like, because <laughs> I think it's a, it's probably uh, in that scene when it's moving a lot, it's probably a dude's hand. Oh, I think like, it's a real hand for yeah. sure. So I'm, yeah. I feel like yeah, the guy was definitely. just like, yeah. I can't do this. this. I can't. I'm not doing this. <laughs> so I'm, not, I'm, not, like I'm not getting paid enough for right, now, exactly this. Yes. Left cheek, now squeeze it a bunch. Okay, now you're going to go. And I was like, well. <laughs> It's so Can we get a stunt butt? <laughs> it's another it Simpsons ed- reference for the fans out there. It is uh, also, this is where my name comes from, an extreme close-up of this guy in his tidy whities It is, like, so uncomfortably close. I'm like, thank you, movie, for this gift, I guess. Then the hand Merry goes Christmas. up the, the lady's thigh uh, yep. to her crotch, and then yep. she's like, no, Smacks stop. And uh, and then, then we, I think that's the last we see of the hand. It doesn't kill anyone, does it? Yeah. It doesn't do anything. Uh, oh, the hand did its job. Yeah. Wait, yeah. no, no. Okay, so then they're making out more, and uh, <laughs> she puts her hands around his back, and for some reason, and I remember watching this, I was like, this makes no sense. Why are they showing this? They show a close-up of her clasping her hands behind his back. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'm like, nobody does that. That's not a thing. That's not a move. That's not what is happening here. <laughs> it's like, as it turns out, that was, again, very contrived, as a lot of these deaths are. Because then a snake toy comes and circles itself around her hand, so they're trapped there. Yeah. And the hand uh, goes up and starts choking the guy. Yeah. So then they're locked. He says, and they more of that. Him. Come on. <laughs> no, my, yeah, he did. That's right. My favorite part. No, I'm joking. I don't think he did. <laughs> oh, maybe he didn't. I thought he did for a little bit. Yeah. Maybe not. Prior to that, so, so the Santa unleashes like a dozen toys. Like, they're all, there's tons of them. They're so just many. all like piled up near the doorway and like the, the girl like sees them at one point and screams out and she's like oh my god like where all those toys come from and the guy says oh they were they were here probably here the whole time and it's just like get back no, over here not. come on come on 
there all in the they, doorway. We they were uh, right? I know exactly. They were already there, baby. Sex. Come on, it's all good. He's just gaslighting her. He's like, good, it's fine. Yeah. Keep banging. It was so. Oh my god. It was so dumb. And then so they go to war with these toys, and these toys are just killing them. And just to me, this was the most. Um, or I guess the least believable kill of all of them, even though maybe the first one was the most ridiculous. Um, but this one, I'm like, these are just toys. Like you are not, you're not being held down. You're not being tripped. Yeah. Just walk over the toys. Well, and the problem. See now, yeah, you're <laughs> grab you a blanket. Ghoulies, yeah, I, problem, yeah. I, I was gonna say the, the child, child play, the yeah. child's play issue of yeah, just like yep. kick Chucky in the face across the just room. Kind of. You got you got feet, and they're, but yeah. they're just screaming, and there are times when it is so obvious that the actors were told okay now you have to move like this so that the toy can do its thing there's one point where the girl is on the ground screaming and her back's up against the wall uh and then a toy is like with a big chomping mouth comes at her and she starts screaming and then she just opens her legs all the way she's just like as if she's like Come on but in. Here's the thing, and then they don't even go through with it they because I was like, because yeah. I because no, I, I was like, I mean, on one level the you're sort of like, hand. oh, that's really tasteless, you know, kind totally. of deal. But then they don't even do it, so they like nope. hint, they hint at that the toy's gonna go for a crotch. But then when yep. they we cut back to it, it's just chowing down on her, on her thigh. On her thigh. Like, yeah. I was like, come on, if, if, if you're gonna do it, do it. I was of two minds. I was like, oh, thank God. But I was also like, then why did she open her right, legs? Right. What was that? Well, and it was coming, it was beelining straight. I mean, that was. Beelining yeah. for that V for uh, sure. But yeah, she gets, she gets hit in the chest by a toy. I, I mean, I'll defend that they're toys shooting her because they could literally be fitted with actual bullets. I don't know what they're given because yeah. the movie doesn't go into it. Sure. But her chest explodes in blood. Yeah. It <laughs> like does. it's, and, it's and, and this yeah. whole scene. I mean, the thing that, like, so we already had the the father dying, and it was, like, slightly graphic, not a big deal. We had the eyeball thing, which was, like, that a was pretty... That cool as hell. It was, it was a cool effect and everything. But this sequence, like, like it just got, like, incredibly graphic out of nowhere. Especially yeah. since sure there did. hadn't been a death in a while. I mean, there was the uh-huh. kid that got hurt, but, um, but there hadn't been a death in a while, and we just went from, like, maybe a three... On the graphic yeah. level yeah. to like an eight or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. the Black Knight scene in Holy Grail. It's so much like that. It's so much like that. And then there's some sort of toy car or airplane or something that attaches onto him that has like razor blades blade? spinning. Oh, yeah, it was like a, and that's I don't know what it was spaceship supposed to be. Thing. It was weird. Yeah, it was like a blade. Could have. Yeah, I wasn't sure what kind of vehicle it was supposed you to know, be. You know, one of those blade planes. Big. A classic blade, blade plane. plane. <laughs> so weird. It's one of those Blade Runners from Blade Runner. <laughs> yes, that's it. That's the one. Perfect. But the just, yeah, they the actors, just like the actor in the first scene, they were working very, very hard to make it seem like this would work. <laughs> Kudos to them. They were doing their best. Uh, all right. So Mr. Petto, uh, there are a few choice moments I want to address with Mr. Petto, and I'm sure other people have others as well. But for one is when Mickey Rooney's character yells at his son, um, God. Pino, uh, real early in the movie, um, before he knows there's another uh, like customer in the store. But like Mickey Rooney was just leaning hard into every scene he's in. <laughs> yep. um, and again, this guy was like, I mean, you, you know, whether you like him or not in roles he played, like he was a major actor 
of his generation and of his time, you know, for, for a certain period. So it's, it's, it's unusual to see him in a movie like this, but then also like he is really committing in a mm-hmm. way that you don't expect. <laughs> At least I yeah. didn't. Um, but like, there's he's a part where Dan Haggertying is way this. Yes. Is. Yeah. He's trying. Uh, and uh, like, as one part, he's like, I ought to break you in half. And then yeah. he goes into this like big speech. And I was like, Oh, this is Mickey Rooney's Oscar clip. Like, this is how he <laughs> saw this moment. Um, there's also like a, a scene where they're looking at um, a photograph of him and his son. That's from the seventies. And they put Mickey Rooney in this hideous wig to make him That's look right. young. And it's yes. amazing. I loved it. Because they did nothing <laughs> else to make him look young. Because he's still, like, because, I mean, I think Mickey Rooney died in, like, maybe the mid to late. Okay, okay, that that late. Uh, and I think he was probably like close to ninety or something when he died. It was yeah. it was that up I there? Don't know, but that sounds right. Yeah, and so so he would have been, you know, in his like seventies here, uh, or or getting close to seventy or something. I mean, and he also like he looked it. He you know, um, so like it's just it's like it's like it's always sunny in Philadelphia if they put a wig on Danny DeVito in a flashback <laughs> yes. scene. Yes, one hundred percent. That's perfect. Yes. Um, and, you know, and they do it as a joke. They do it as a joke, but uh, but you know here like we're just supposed to believe that that is a that is a young Mickey Rooney. So good. Um, and then uh, I'll also say another thing I was personally not expecting in this movie is to get a Mickey Rooney fight scene, and that was very right. special for me to discover. That I, I enjoyed that, and I had to rewind. <laughs> Man, he threw that right hook pretty sturdy. It looked pretty good. Sure did. No, I mean, he was, like, going nuts, and, like, the physical yeah. acting and his facial expressions, yeah. and when he's screaming, like, he's, like, yeah. he's at an 11 on the scale. Yes. yes. And I was just surprised at what was unfolding. So weird. It was bizarre. It definitely made me think, well, I, you know, at the beginning of this movie, I kind of thought I could take Mickey Rooney in a fight. And it's like, now that I've seen him, man, I don't, I, I don't know if I can. He's got that, that old man, man strength. The Great Depression. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could take him now, probably. But... Only problem. I'm not, I'm not cutting that, Jack. That's staying for posterity. <laughs> I don't care if you reach out to me later and say, like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> staying in oh yikes <laughs> alright any other uh, any other Mickey Rooney tidbits or parts that we liked uh, from him I did find it in my notes <laughs> sorry I forgot I wrote this uh, I wrote down Mickey Rooney looks like a Muppet with water damage <laughs> and I stand by that <laughs> Even more so now. <laughs> yeah. That might be worse than the thing you said before about him being dead. <laughs> uh, yeah. We've got you now with your Mickey Rooney hate. It's... Yes. America's sweetheart, <laughs> Mickey Rooney. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Now, what were all those things you were saying about Dick Van Dyke earlier, Jack? What? <laughs> you know all that shit you were talking about, Dick Van Dyke and, and yeah. Betty White, how, and how much you hate Angela Lansbury. Yeah. Yeah. Pull the tapes, pull the tapes, yeah. and prove it. Yeah, Angela Lansbury. How much? How you? How thought dare she was you? Just the, no, the worst no. Don't even joke about that. How dare you? She was a queen. 
Don't even. Don't come for her. I'll come for you. Lovely. Lovely. <laughs> Uh, all right, so that's uh, that's some stuff on Mr. Petto. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, it makes sense to kind of like go into some of the stuff on the ending here. I'll say that one thing just that kind of leads into it is I, I alluded to it earlier. So the real dad, Noah, reveals to the mom after they bang, uh, which is concurrent with the other banging uh, with uh-huh. the teens. Um, so we're cutting back and forth. But after that, he reveals... graphic. Uh, <laughs> After that, he reveals that, like, uh, he's known about the killer toys. He's, like, a former Army veteran or something, or he's he is an Army veteran. And then he's known about these killer toys, and something where, like, Mr. Petto got in trouble for, like, doing shit, but, like, not, like, in prison for the rest of his life in trouble. Like, it was a slap on the wrist, like, ah, oh, don't go making any more killer toys now, you know? Right? Um... And so he, like, knew about it somehow, but he also doesn't do anything about it. And um, and she's wondering where, why things are happening, and he reveals that it's, that that guy's the source. And she's like, oh, there's no way. He's so sweet. He's such a great man. He's like, no, 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 no. I know that this is real. And she's like, no, it can't be. And he's like, well, you know, he lost his wife years ago, and I think he just didn't want anyone else to be happy. And she's like... Ah, that's I I guess maybe that's right. And what's insane though is his son had already broken into her fucking home. Yes. She already yeah. knew right? that they were like borderline yeah. dangerous, but then when she's being told, Oh yeah, he's like this fucking serial killer, yeah. her reaction isn't like, Oh shit, I already kinda got that vibe. Her reaction's like, No, Mr. Petto's great. Don't you talk about Mr. Petto. Don't tell don't say bad things about the Petto. <laughs> The pedo is an important, a pillar of the community. <laughs> oh, quick note. Okay, when Noah reveals himself and is like, hey, I'm here, <clears throat> he mentions that she has a son, and he mentions him by name. Why does that not freak her out? They haven't spoken in, like, six years, and he's like, do you see my face every time you see your son, Derek? Why isn't she immediately like, how the fuck do you know I have a son, and how the fuck do you know his name? <laughs> hey, hey. You just chased me down in a parking garage. Get away from me. No, she's like, you're right. Let's she's, make out. Sorry. She's I bad hated mom. That. She's bad. She's bad mom. Person. She's terrible. She's yeah. Just, uh... Okay. Sorry. Look, Derek, your dad's been dead a two whole weeks. It's time for you to toughen up. You know, life's yeah. hard. Yeah. Don't eat eggs like that. <laughs> so anyway, sorry. That was uh, a side note. Um, yeah. Turns out he's like, I don't trust this pedo. <laughs> good call as it turns out uh so then they go back to the house right and that's where they find all the shenanigans that have ensued there they're talking in his car because oh yeah when he was for like a 16 minute sequence it felt like it was so long that he was chasing her in this garage she gets to her car and she's like trying to get the key in the lock and it really and i know that this is normal it happens when you're freaked out and stuff but, like, she is trying real hard yeah. to not get the key in the door. Yeah, it seems like drops, like, kicks the keys under the car. <laughs> it reminds me of those uh, made-for-TV infomercials where people are, like, really yeah. poorly trying to pretend that something is hard. That Stop was what this was like. pots and pans. And <laughs> right. Just, like, right. Yeah, exactly. Why can't I hold all these limes? Like, that sort of thing. <laughs> so, her keys fall in, like, the drain. So, he has to drive her home. So they get back to the house and they're talking in the driveway. 
and all of a sudden <laughs> the bloody babysitter flings herself onto the front of the car and s- starts screaming which I guess makes sense. It, you can't. And she exactly looks like have Carrie. Her... She's like she just definitely looks like Carrie. Covered in blood. I, yeah. It's not like in that situation. It's not like you're just gonna go knock on the door meekly and be like, "Um, excuse me, hi, excuse me," <laughs> like covered in blood. There's no real good way to be like, "Hey, my boyfriend's been murdered and your son's been kidnapped." Oh yeah, P.S. Her son got kidnapped. We didn't touch on that. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mickey Rooney Santa Claus. Uh, which goes to the tune of Alexander Hamilton, which I'll never be able to forget now. (laughs) Mickey Rooney Santa Claus uh, puts Derek in the bag and just, like, yanks him out of the house and takes him back to his shop. And the babysitter tells them this, and the mom flips out. Truly, understandably so. Um, And then steals the car and just drives off. And everybody's yelling at each other and everybody's screaming and the neighbor lady comes over and the dad, Noah, just shoves the bloody babysitter at her. And he's like, I don't have time to explain. I gotta go. And just runs. (laughs) (laughs) It's so ridiculous. That whole scene is amazing. So, uh, so Mickey Rooney Santa Claus has abducted, uh, Derek and takes him to the toy shop, uh, and throughout this movie, uh, there's been a weird little, like, thread that I was wondering about. And to its credit, it is, like, later explained. This movie does have some things, like, are left out there. And I'm like, what's that for? And then mm-hmm. they do, like, come back to it. And I'm like, okay. And one thing is it's, like, it seems as though uh, Pino lives in, like, a sub-basement or something. There's some sort of trap yeah. door that yeah. we see several times him, like, going down there or, like, uh, Mr. Petto trying to access it and him like holding the trap door shut. And, and so Noah tries to go down there and like start screaming because somebody something grabs his leg. Something grabs him like, or is biting him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, so you, so you keep seeing that. And so like early on, especially with how Mr. Petto is just like kind of screaming at him and it's implied that Mr. Petto's like regularly drunk that you're thinking like, oh, is he abuse him? Has he been abusing him since he was a kid? Does he keep him chained up down there or something? There's like different possibilities that are going on, but no matter what, something's likely happening in that sub-basement. And then we find out. So we get down to the sub-basement, and uh, I mean, I can go, or if somebody else wants to go to explain the next sequence of events, uh, (laughs) you're the guests, so you you can go ahead. Eric, you want to take this one? Um, no, you, I, I think there's a few details I probably don't quite remember. But okay, all right. Um, is, well, is this app? Because I think, is it, yeah, okay. This is when they get into a fight, Mr. Joe Petto and Pino. And no, this is this is a lot later. We're we're at, near, wait, we're at the end. Like uh, okay. end of the movie. Okay. So yeah. the mom gets there and goes upstairs. Uh, and I think Noah gets there and goes downstairs because I think Noah knew about the trapdoor and the mom didn't. So the mom's upstairs. And she finds a picture of her and her son, and there is a bloody knife stabbed through her son's face. And she's yeah. like, what? Uh, and so I don't remember exactly the sequence of events, because Noah gets there later, because he had to freaking run there because she stole his car. One one key bit I'll put out there for context. So I mentioned that Pino had broken into their home. And yeah. Which yeah, yeah, understandably yeah. freaks her the fuck out because like her son's there and he's like she he shouldn't be there. She knows who he is because of the toy store, and then he runs away and then she confronts Mr. Petto about it, and she's gonna call the cops and he tries to calm her down and then he explains, Oh, I used to live in your house years ago. 
um, but the toy business hasn't been great and we had to move and uh, Pino just wants to go back there basically that kind of like that he's like psychologically damaged is the what he's putting out there and that's why Pino was there not he's not doing anything bad he was just like oh he just misses the house is what what she is told and she's like okay but she's don't like, let it happen again right? yeah but didn't you okay so he had a key hidden like he had yeah. a book hidden under a brick they didn't change the locks when they moved in they're just like ah, it's fine we'll keep it yeah. this this is fine uh god it's just so weird anyway they go down to the basement and uh the the mom finds her way into this room I mean, there's all a bunch of weird stuff down there. There's, like, uh, a whole laboratory. Um, I guess it's it's a, it's a the toy shop, but it's got bubbling sounds in it as if it's a wizard's lab, yeah. which is very weird. Um, and, oh, that's right. Okay, a fake head falls on her when she opens the door and she freaks out. It looks like Pino's head. Uh, but then she's like, wait a minute. And she kind of, like, grabs it. Uh, as if she were the weird hand grabbing that kid's ass in an earlier scene. Uh, and it's just, it's like squishy. And so it's a fake head. And she's like, well, that's weird. And she opens the door. Um, and when she's opening it, she has like, she has a knife in her hand. She grabbed the knife that was in her son's face. And as she's like pushing open this old wooden door, she has the knife aimed at her own neck. She's like busting in this door, which is just incredible. Uh, I love that moment. And she's looking around this room and there's ominous bubbling. Uh, and then Mickey Rooney Santa Claus comes at her. Oh, no. Well, wait, you're missing Not a yet? bit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, first, ahead. she sees uh, a body. Basically, she's seen like things that look like oh, yeah, uh, ma yeah. mannequins and stuff. Many and, mannequins. Like, like mannequins and like parts of arms and heads and things. So they could. It's hard to tell from her perspective what she would think is happening. We kind of already have an idea of probably what it is. But so it's like mannequins or toys or you assume some kind of a robotic thing. But you're seeing parts. And then there's like a whole body sitting there and it has like a rubberized head but kind of hanging off of it. Like it's not it's not fully on it. It's like looks like a mask and it's kind of just like on there. And she goes to like touch it or something and it falls to the ground and it still has the rubber on. And then she removes the head. And the rubber kind of vaguely looks like Mickey Rooney. I think it's supposed to be like a Mickey Rooney like fake head or something, but it's not like well done. I think it's like an early stage thing. She takes it off and then it's human Mickey Rooney who's dun, underneath dun, dun. it. And he has a bunch of bruises around his eyeballs, and it's, it seems like he's probably dead. Um, he's just flopped on the ground, and it turns out he is dead. And then behind her, that's when that's we have when. Yes. Santa Mickey Rooney show up. <laughs> Mickey Rooney Santa Claus. Yeah, he comes at her, and it's What's your like... name, man? <laughs> <laughs> we should rewrite that whole song in honor of this great film. Uh God, and everything Let's that Let's get this next... guy in front of a crowd. <laughs> uh, everything that happens next, there's a lot. A lot happens in a really short amount of time. <laughs> uh, it's So she gets attacked by Mickey Rooney Santa Claus. And, um, and I don't remember, again, the full sequence because everything's happening. But it's revealed that, surprise, 
Mickey Rooney Santa Claus is actually Pino. Like he takes off his uh, face. Well, first, first we just hat. learned that he's Robo Rooney. Robo Rooney. Uh, he's just, he's that's just right. a robot. That's our first reveal. <laughs> yes, because I think he takes off the hat and the hair, and then he's got this like flat plastic hair, and then he takes off his Mickey Rooney face. And honestly, it was pretty well done. Like a lot of yeah, the yeah, yeah, effects yeah. in this whole rest of the movie are pretty good. Um. He takes off his Mickey Rooney face and he's got Pino face underneath. Uh, and he then kind of does his whole um, villain reveal speech and explains how he was created by uh, Mickey Rooney after he was so sad when his family died. And, <laughs> and the mom's just standing in the room kind of going, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, she's just like, there's not really much from her with this. Um, and that must have been really hard for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was just very odd. Just speak uh, your truth, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so as he's he takes this off and is explaining all of this, and he's like, and father would always break me. He would always put me back together, but he would break me. And I just had to make sure he would never do it again. Uh, so that's why he killed him. Uh, and then he... Does and he it's, weird... it's revealed that he had been the one that was releasing the killer toys, yes. which yes. I don't know if it's explicitly stated, but I think the idea was he was trying to kill people in that house to like so that they could the take the time? house back. Or the second time. Oh, I, I thought he was trying to bump off the little kid because he, he wanted definitely trying to, to bump off mom. the little kid. Yeah. Yes. That's... Well, but he but he killed. But the father, though. So he's trying to. Kill, oh. Well, so he would kill well, that person was aimed at the kid, though, right? Yes. Okay, no, you're the, right. It was all addressed to the kid. Okay, yeah, and then the kid that gets hurt, it was originally addressed to the main kid. So yeah, yeah that makes sense. Was, that makes sense. All of it was for okay. Derek. He's this, Derek has been the target the whole time. Okay, um, yeah. And... I got a little this... lost in the plot. I think you could it's understand. It's so rich. I know, I understand. <laughs> yeah. the... It's a tapestry. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so he does this weird strip tease uh, where he's, like, taking off pieces of... Yeah. Santa clothing and skin at the same time, and then they show him in all his robot glory. Like a big <laughs> Lego like, man now. <laughs> it's like, I just got like uh, these uh, segmented parts, like you know, like a Ken doll, and they do what they, they. Sorry, it's just they zoom in on his crotch area, which is of course very Ken doll. It's just <laughs> yeah. flat, and and yep. it, as they're showing it. Pino is saying, my father was brilliant. He could make anything. And then they essentially <laughs> zoom in. And they have the mother, the woman, look at his <laughs> crotch. Just looking. She's looking right at it. And he goes, well, almost anything. <laughs> and, it's... and then, and then <laughs> there is what I would say is not only the strangest the part of this film, but I would argue one of the strangest things I've ever seen in ever a movie. Seen I'm, I'm not going to say the. Film. I'm not going to say the strangest. <laughs> but if I had to come up with a list of like the top twenty-five, it'd make the cut. This and would so, even be top ten for me. But okay. you do see weirder movies. I, than it's me. true. It's true. Eric and I both go to some really <laughs> dark places. But um, but no. So we've already revealed that Pino. Who uh, keep in mind up to this point, we knew Pino was weird. Like the way Remember the, the actor, leather jacket. 
Yeah. No, just the way the actor portrayed him. Like, yeah, he's knew, supposed to be a creep. You knew like, there yeah, was, yeah, he was creepy, or we knew he was like a killer, or or there was something more to it. I did assume that he would be a toy or a robot. Oh, yeah, that be, was, be, his because, name was Pinocchio. Like, yes, yeah. he was obviously, from the moment that it was revealed his name, you're like, ah, he's made, yeah. he's a made creation. Got it, got yeah. it. So, uh, so he's already been off the whole time, and then we find out. Okay, so he's like releasing these killer toys, and then we see that he's in this, this segmented body, and he looks like a big like Ken doll kind of thing, which again looks pretty cool. Like it's an it's unsettling kind of weird, creepy yeah. thing. Um, and he wants to be the mother, you know, the the main woman throughout the movie, like her son. So he's trying to replace Derek, and uh, he wants to be her son. And her then, real son. Yes. Um, and he and to do says, that, he must. And he, and he <laughs> says, he says, I can love you like a real son. And as he's saying those words, he's actually like pushed her up against a workbench. And she's wearing like like a garter belt or something. She's got like some, yeah. some kind of like lingerie stuff going as well. So they just, you know, a little something extra for the audience. Um, <laughs> for the so kids. He, he pushes her up against that. She's not naked or anything, but she is wearing a skirt. And then he's naked in his robo form, his Ken doll form. And he is thrusting his Ken uh. doll crotch into <laughs> her crotch for like a good 20 seconds it's and, so long. and while he's saying i can love you like a real son he's so like it's like this weird it. combination that you know like he wants her it, you know it, it's very buster bluth in this moment like he, he doesn't understand what things mean i guess is what we're supposed to walk away with because he's not human and he has like he's confused about like the types of love i don't know it's I a very bizarre so sequence much. and then how did it end like does she push him away or did somebody come in is it when the guy yeah. comes in Noah and... comes in i think he he comes in and like at least distracts pino yeah because if you remember pino has, has her on the ground and she's struggling with him and then yeah she's able to get away and then he actually came into the room first uh and then <laughs> uh robo rooney squirts him with a water gun they just yes. do a real close up on a water like gun. An and acid water with gun. I okay. Yeah. I think that's sort of implied, but there's no sounds with it. Usually, when acids in a movie, they make <laughs> right. it really clear by having smoke uh, effects hiss. and having sound yeah. effects. Yeah. None of that. So what it looks like is he just got <laughs> squirted with some water and fell backward into some boxes, which all yeah. fell down <laughs> on him, and it was very stupid. Anyway, yeah, he shows back up and attacks the. Oh God, it's so weird. Then they fight. There's a lot of fighting that happens. Um, and, oh, uh, Pino, there are three Santa sacks just hanging in the middle of the room. You know, like you do. And he starts stabbing them and saying, I'm going to be your son, essentially. I'm the son now, dog. And he's like going to he's slowly going through all of the bags and stabbing them. And finally, the mom's like, no, 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 no. Uh, you can be my son. It's fine. Just don't kill him. Don't kill him. Because Der- Derek is in one of the sacks. In one of the sacks, just being silent. Um, because obviously still extremely traumatized. Because, again, it's only been two weeks. And now this is <laughs> happening to him. But it's like keeps going back and forth. Like, the uh, Noah will attack Pino. And then Pino will defeat him and then he goes back to stabbing the mom tries to stop him and it's like this cycle and they start point, lopping off arms limbs and stuff, limbs and yeah they break Which him in half pretty and... cool uh yeah and then they finally uh slice him just straight in half with an axe 
Darth and Maul so, him. Yeah, yep. Darth Maul him, yup. You know, Absolutely. It, it doesn't look like a very hard swing, so, you know, he kind of blows, yeah. a, blows uh-huh. apart pretty easily, it seems like. I forgot earlier. I think how she got out of the um, I can love you like a real son moment, which is going to haunt me for the rest of my life. I think she stabbed him in the brain. Do you remember? Cause he, oh, yeah. I guess she's with a screwdriver or something. She stabs like, him with a screwdriver, yeah. and he goes, like, yeah. kind of falling off of her and pulls it out, and there's a bunch of electricity effects yeah. and stuff. He's got, a le- so, yeah. like, uh, 80s lightning electric yes. in his eyeballs and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's some cool stuff that happens with his eyeballs. Like, he does some real yeah. weird effects with his, his eye. Ugh strange uh so they they defeat him there's a kind of a one last scare type thing where he's like yeah. you think he's dead but he grabs the leg and that kind of thing and then he also crawls over to rooney and essentially has a father-son yeah. moment yes. where he's like i just wanted to be real for you don't leave me papa yes. don't leave me <laughs> you uh, papa's been dead me. for like weeks or something rotting <laughs> in the basement um but, uh, yeah, so then the kid talks for the first time, and I can't remember exactly what he says, but then the parents laugh like it's, like, an 80s sitcom, like, and, yes. this, and like, yes. like right. oh, you, um, which yes. is particularly weird because the dad shouldn't know that the kid doesn't talk unless I miss the mom mentioning it. No. Um, so no. it's like, it's Maybe like he's laughing. Maybe they talked about it on the car ride. Yeah, it's see. possible. Yeah. But so they they have that moment, and then I think they like that might be then when like Pino comes back alive for a second, or they like they smash they end up smashing his face in. Oh God! Right. And then and then like and then like the last uh, the last line the kid has is like, "Don't be afraid, it's only a toy, mommy." And then, like, they leave, and the kid like lingers in the toy shop, and the parents should be like like. Get the fuck back out, out right, here! Yes, you're not you're not right? staying down here. Um, but the kid, yeah, he comes back, and then we see like one of the he doesn't see it, but we see one of the other like Robo dolls in there have like lightning in its eyes, like it's alive, leading of course to Silent Night, Deadly Night Six that we've all been yeah, waiting. Still for. waiting on it. Still you waiting know? on it. Uh, they I did do a was... remake, by the way, just called oh, yeah, Silent which... Night in the 2010s. Oh. Uh, the, the, but I'm the, sure it's also awful. So, yeah. <laughs> this last scene where they're talking and where they think they've killed Pino and everything's fine, both the mom and the dad are hugging Derek, <laughs> and the dad says, "It's okay, Derek. I'm here now. I'll take care of you." And I was thinking when that happened, is like the kid doesn't know who you are. That's not comforting. Yeah. Why? What do you think? If you'd been around, none of this would have happened. But then the kid <laughs> says. Mom, who is this guy? Which is perfect. It's very good. But then the mom says, I'll tell you when we get home. And I'm like, that is such a longer sentence than, well, he's your dad. Like, that's not hard to say. You can just say that. And But she's like, no, we're going to wait till we get home to explain this man who is inserting himself into your life. It was so bizarre, the whole conversation. All right, so uh, a couple other uh, stray notes for this one. Um, so the effects work, which we've talked about a good bit here, um, that it, some of it's like quite good and pretty effects. fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and I wouldn't say that this is this person's best work, but yeah, it shows there's some promise and some good stuff in oh, here. Yeah. So it's actually by uh, a makeup and effects, I guess, technician. You'd say, Screaming Mad George. Screaming Mad George. Um, who uh, do you know who that is? No, I wrote it down because I was. Okay. I wrote just because it's a, a great name. 
or yeah. George's rad nickname? Like, which no. is it? It's a, yeah, it's, it's a rad nickname. I was reading a little bit about him. Uh, so he he's Asian in, I, I'm not sure which country. He might be Japanese. Um, and so he, like, chose the name George, uh, ah. I think, maybe just to, like, Americanize or something. But then he wanted to make himself pop out a bit. And so he gave himself Screamin' Mad George. Also, like, off of, like, Screamin' Jay Hawkins. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, uh, I, I, he's someone I'm not super familiar with, but I knew of him a little bit because when we did the episode on society, which as I said, Brian Usna directed that Brian Usna worked on this and the fourth one in this series, uh, screaming mad George did the effects work and the effects work in society is fucking bonkers and nuts. Okay. And screaming mad George actually like kind of came up with what the monsters would be. Um, that he changed the plot a little bit in an interesting way. We talked about that somewhat on that episode. So I didn't know much about him, but I was looking him up and he hasn't done anything in a long time, but uh, he had a, I don't know the extent of his work in these films, but he did at least something in the original Predator, Big Trouble in Little China, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and 4, which I do remember Nightmare on Elm Street 3 having some pretty fun effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did Society, which is bonkers effects. Bride of Reanimator, which is a lot of fun. Um, and, and the effects were a lot of fun. Silent Night, Deadly Night 4 and 5. And as I said, the f- number 4 had some pretty good effects, and that popped out at me. He did Tales from the Hood, um, which does have some pretty solid effects. And then one movie that I'm guessing, based on how long he'd been doing them, up to, say, this is like kind of into the mid-90s. We will do this on the show at some point. We haven't yet. But there is a movie called Freaked from 1993 that has some just bonkers, practical makeup effects. The movie's like so-so, but the effects work is like just crazy off the charts. Hmm. Um, so, Screaming Mad George seems like an interesting dude and uh, does some pretty cool effects work. Oh. Uh, yeah, Also, Big Trouble in Little China, John Carpenter. No, I, I mentioned that one on my list. Oh, you yeah. did? Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's cool. Uh, but yeah, so that's one, uh, one little note. For us, uh, Screaming Mad George did the effects on this, and then the other one, which I particularly love, and uh, I could have brought it up at the beginning of the show, but it just seemed more fun to save it for the end. Uh, I'm going to quote directly from the IMDb trivia for this: Mickey Rooney wrote a letter of protest against the first yes. Silent Night, Deadly Night, stating that the quote scum who made it should be quote run out of town for having sullied the sacredness of Christmas. But he yes. co-starred in this fifth installment in the gory horror series, and that yes. is amazing. That both yes. that like that he was willing to do it. I'm sure for money, but also I'm sure the people behind it, like they must have known and been like, "Oh, let's see if we can get him. Let's see if he'll agree to it." And then he did. Did you know the first movie was like? It came out at the same time as Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one. And people lost their minds. People were furious about the first movie. Did you know about No, I remember that. That is why it's yeah. kind of considered a, a famous slasher because it like, was super controversial. Yeah. yeah. Siskel and Ebert said on their show, they read out loud the names of the companies uh, that uh, owned distributor TriStar Pictures and said, Shame on you. He called out the writer, the director, <laughs> and the producer and said, shame. You people have nothing to be proud of. Siskel and Ebert were so angry about this, and there were pri- riots and protests, and it's like so crazy. There were riot, then... Riots, R- like legit riots. 
I just, good point. I just want I, to be clear. Uh, if, if there were riots, I'm very interested I want to know reading about, about that. About one, that. Yeah. <laughs> there were. Uh, I want to read the making of this one. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe there weren't riots. Maybe but I. But protests. A, I think. Yeah. Uh, protests. Citizens likely. Against Movie Madness was a group formed to protest the film, which is mm. fa- movie madness. Like it's just <laughs> people were so mad, and then like what five years later, they're like, eh, let's just make our fifth one. No big deal. Yeah. Like it's just so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the 80s, yeah, like movie-wise, there was a lot of cracking down. I mean, we haven't talked about it much on the show, but there was a big thing in British, um, like, video, video distribution. Nasties. The yeah. video nasties. And, like, England had, or, you know, or, or British countries, I think it wasn't just England, had the list of video nasties. Or I don't know if it was called that or if that's what fans started to call it. But it was a list of basically banned movies that were things that were they considered to be too far. And it's like some of them, a lot of them are like movies that are dog shit and you've never seen them. But some of them <laughs> I think are like Evil Dead and like some really famous mm-hmm. great horror movies are on that list. But yeah, so like the, you couldn't get them in video stores in um, in the UK, but there would be this sort of underground market for the video nasties. Mm-hmm. Um and then, yeah, obviously in the 80s, you also had the satanic panic going on. Yep. So anything that tied in with, the, you know, the occult was, well, it was, was suspect. They were just so mad because they were showing Santa as uh, a bad yeah. guy and people were furious. And it's just so funny. The quaint time that was the 80s, I guess, that that was something <laughs> that people cared about. A simpler time, the 80s. Yeah, uh, and I remember reading when I was going through the all the silent night deadly nights in the last few weeks um and i and i had heard about that but the kind of like reaction to it but i had forgotten all about it but yeah like everybody went nuts in 1984 over the first silent night deadly night having like a killer santa but there's actually an older slasher movie from 1980 called christmas evil with the same deal of like a guy dressed up as santa claus and nobody gave a fuck nobody gave a fuck there were no protests or (laughs) anything same thing not a single riot about that one Uh, I have one more tiny, stupid little thing that I have to bring up because it was one of my favorite parts of the movie. (laughs) So um, the neighbor is friends, the neighbor mom is friends with uh, the main mom. And you meet her a couple of times and she comes over at one point. But she's knocking on the door at one point and uh, the mom goes and opens the door. And as she opens it, the neighbor lady is like playing with the bow on the door wreath and it's such a weird, it feels like a mistake that they left in because she's just like pulling on it a little bit, playing it like a cat would. And then she just seems surprised that the door's open and then they continue with the scene. It's amazing. If anybody watches this, watch for that moment because it's tiny and great. All right. Uh, wrapping up here. Would you recommend Silent Night, Deadly Night 5, The Toy Maker? Not to my dad, but... <laughs> To many other people, yeah, this is... I want you to actually... sit down with your dad on Christmas morning and watch this movie. And I want you to God, record it even... for us. He'd be so upset. Not, like, angry, and not... He'd just be, like... Just disappointed. Yeah, that, yes! I think same with yes. my dad, because I know he is a huge fan of It's a Bad, 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 Bad World, and he would probably say... What's Mickey Rooney doing in this crib? <laughs> be his only reaction. If you like uh, horror movies, if you like, 
I was gonna say Christmas movies. No, that's not a good <laughs> metric for this one. If you like horror movies, yeah, just watch. Do is... watch White Christmas followed with this. A nice, uh, <laughs> a, nice a nice double feature. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, this was a pretty good slasher. I mean, it gets real weird at the end, and you have to make sure that the person you're recommending it to is okay with where it goes at the end, because it's a. It's, I mean, she gets assaulted, and it's not great. It's bad, but it's so insane. It's just like, ugh. As long as the person knows going in what they're in for, yeah, it's, this is a really weird movie with some pretty good effects. Eric? Uh, yeah, same, I think, for, for horror fans. It's, I would say, a must-see. Um it's a rare kind of, you know, tired franchise makes a big pivot kind of a thing uh, that kind of works out um, the way like Ghoulies 4 did not, where it's just like <laughs> a huge departure and just a giant pile of shit. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think I think it's, it's it's worth a watch. It's it's got crazy stuff in it. It's not like super predictable. Um, so you'll at least have fun watching it. Mm-hmm. yeah for myself i would definitely recommend it it's uh it is pretty bonkers uh i think it is a, a fitting capper to our trilogy of <laughs> insane christmas movies so i'm glad uh although i would say I'll, I'll qualify that a little bit i do own elves in in as much of owning elves as possible because it's literally only ever been released on vhs uh they have never released on dvd they've never released it on blu-ray i'm still hoping that Scream Factory or someone releases elves on Blu-ray at some point. Um, and you can sign his petition at... <laughs> at releaseelvesyoubastards.com. <laughs> um, but yeah, so elves, uh, I do have like a bootleg of that. And then uh, I did buy uh, Dial Code Santa Claus last year after <laughs> watching it. Uh, I had the the blue ca- Blu-ray 4K 2-pack. Um and uh, and I actually showed a couple friends that uh, over the summer, and they were in- I, I loved watching their reactions to it with, since I knew it was yeah. coming. And I sent Jack uh, a screenshot of like yes, what yes. we were watching, and she's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> um, that said, this one I don't think would join the ranks. I wouldn't own this one um, to go alongside it. Not because it's like terrible. I mean, it's not a good movie, but I mean, not because it's terrible. Right. Like it, it doesn't hit the right beats. I just don't think it does enough because like Elves is insane all throughout, and and Dial Code Santa Claus like it varies between being like actually pretty good and then it'll be insane and pretty good yeah. and then insane. And it's just like this back and forth. This movie like has spikes where it gets like oh that's that's some crazy cool shit mm-hmm. but then they'll just be kind of dead periods where it's like oh this is sort of like bland you know 80s 90s horror that's like nothing so sure. it it kept me interested but then the last 20 minute stretch is when it just like <laughs> it goes off the chart so if i was to get it it would be because of that last stretch but i kind of lean toward unique yeah, I kind of lean toward not just because I don't know if if the entire package is is worth it um, in the same way that those are. But I don't know. Maybe I'll rewatch it again someday, and maybe I'll they'll, I'll find more to enjoy in its insanity. But that said, I would still definitely recommend it. It's insane uh, in a lot of ways, especially as it gets to the end. Mickey Rooney's performance in general is just fun and bonkers and crazy <laughs> to watch. 
Um, so he kind of keeps you going in some of those other scenes. Um, but yeah, I, as I said, we did Elves for the show. We did Dial Code Santa Claus, which also goes under Deadly Games and several other names. And yeah. then this Silent Night, Deadly Night 5, The Toy Maker. If you are a fan of horror movies, if you're a fan of bad horror movies, if you want to watch some Christmas-themed horror that maybe you haven't seen, because all three of the ones I just mentioned are pretty obscure, um, yeah. I would say that's actually, like, you know, get drunk, get high, watch those three with some friends, you know, <laughs> uh, Christmas Eve or a day leading up or something. I think you'll have a pretty fun time. Uh, so yes, it is a recommendation for me. All right, that brings us to can I find this? So uh, this movie is on a lot of streaming platforms: AMC Plus, Apple TV, Tubi, Directv, Shutter, Amazon, Google Play, YouTube, Vudu, and Microsoft, and likely others. Uh, it is on Shutter with most of the other Silent Night, Deadly Night movies. I think at least three, four, and five are on there. I know the first isn't. I think the second one might not be as well, but at least three, four, and five are on there currently as of this recording. And then there was a DVD three pack with three, four, and five, because I think the first two are have been released separate. So they put three, four, and five together, and that is on DVD, but it's out of print, so you might be able to track that down. But there is now a new Blu-ray three pack that is coming out in mid-December oh. 2022. So if you've been uh, itching to get your hands on Silent Night, Deadly Night 3, 4, and 5, you can get it uh, in in glorious Blu-ray. Um, Thank goodness. By, uh, I think by December 13th. So track that one down. Act fast. All right. So uh, I think that wraps us up here for our, uh, our, our annual Christmas showing of a crazy movie. As I said, next year we'll probably switch gears because there's some other Christmas-themed ones we want to do and and i don't i think we did a good trilogy i don't think we want to try to top ourselves maybe we'll come back to another crazy christmas one some year later but we might switch gears uh for next year uh but thank you for joining us on that and then i mentioned on our previous show um but our next episode is uh when we do our uncanny cinema christmas present so that is one of the three times during the year when we flip things and we do um an actually famous movie and so we do that at April Fool's Day. We do that one point during the summer, and we do it at Christmas. And so last year for Christmas, we did Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And this year, we are going to do a, uh, an actual Christmas movie. Um, it doesn't have to be that, but we're just doing that this year. And so we are looking at Frank Capra's immortal classic, It's a Wonderful Life. And so we, I will be joined by uh, both these uh, fine folks here, Jack and Eric, and then our friend David will be joining us. And that actually is the same crew that was on Willy Wonka uh, one year ago. So uh, we will be looking at It's a Wonderful Life for our Uncanny Cinema Christmas present. This Silent Night, Deadly Night 5 will be dropping like uh, the week of Christmas and uh, then uh, somewhere in there and then... Shortly thereafter, maybe on the 24th or something, I'll release the It's a Wonderful Life episode. So it'll be a bonus episode uh, that we will be looking at. So uh, join us for that one, and we'll see you then.